who else is going to join us? I have Liz Harris and I have Todd here as well. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Let's um, bring them on. So you, you just give me a second, brother. <laughs> I had uh, everyone jump on <laughs> the last few minutes. <laughs> did, you, did you get to take a bathroom break today? Uh, I, I did one. I did one, yeah. All right. I actually could use one right now, but... Uh, I was wondering why that room smelled so bad. You're not even here. Be quiet. <laughs> I know. So, Jerwa uh, Sam says, Joe, one of the defense witnesses was reading his testimony. Which means yeah. he probably didn't know what he was saying. Ryan right? Macias. No, dude, it was unbelievable. He literally read a script the entire time. And then when wow. he went to cross, and they called him on it. Plaintiff's lawyer said, hey, dude, you're clearly reading something. Can you not do that? And the judge called him out and says, if you're reading something, we need to be privy to that. He says, no. Oh, my goodness. Um, and... Uh, and then he kept doing it the entire time. And then under cross, he started all of a sudden pretending he had tech issues uh, so that he could stall for time. This was the, it was. Wait, was he done? Was he doing it remotely? Yeah. Oh, you've got to be They're kidding all, me. They were all remote. Almost all of them were remote. You're kidding no. me. Wow. There's only a few of them that actually showed up in person. You know how they made you testify in person? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Half these people were all remote. And almost every single one of them on the defendant's what side. What a sham. It was, it was disgusting because. You can't see one of their ears. They're facing Ugh. sideways. They're not looking at the camera. Ryan Macias is reading live on air. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Anita says that Ryan Macias was like an avatar for the defense attorney. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, basically. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, what a sham. This is too much. I don't think Sham even does the does it justice. The, the 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 judge literally said, "I'll take it under advisement." The defense attorney used the words conspiracy theory. Well, All right, here, here's the, here's what I'm gonna tell you. I have to say on the on the judge, at least on that point right now, it's it's too early to tell. I mean, I was pretty disgusted because he didn't jump on Ryan Macias, um, but it's too early to tell right now. All right, so here's what I want you to know. If they don't rule in our favor in this deal, all bets are off. Yep. Right? Because what else is there at that point? You got Zelensky showing up out of nowhere. Okay. Making out with the... the yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He's, he That's shows up to That's... talk to Congress wearing a t-shirt, a sweatshirt. And then makes out with Pelosi. It's nice. Okay, so I've got Todd. Did Todd disappear? Todd's here. Todd, you there? Okay, I've got Todd and Liz. Welcome, everybody. Oh. Hello. How are you? I am well, and I am not reading from any prepared or prescripted remarks. on from <laughs> I am not either. I don't know what you're talking about. Go to Liz Harris. Liz, it's your turn to talk. Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. Right. <laughs> Liz, you're, you're muted. You're muted. Liz, we can't hear you. You're muted. Ah. Uh, cool. There you go. All right. Can you hear me? Now we can, yes. Ryan Macias was there. He requested to go into another room. The reason is you can't read a script from the stand he was reading 100% in Apollo. Everything you said was 100% spot on. Had I been there, I would have found the room, opened the door, and ripped the script from his hands. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And Ryan also testified um, at the federal hearing. Um, for those of us who were at the hearing where Carrie Lake was fighting the machines, he was actually one of their um, witnesses as well, the defense's witnesses. And he had the same script. I just don't remember if he was looking down and reading, but he said pretty much all the same stuff. And yeah, and when he was saying he had technical issues, Apollo completely correct. He was saying, oh, I can't hear. Can you repeat that? It's because he was waiting for the answer to pop up on his cell phone or some other device. It was very disgusting. And do you think that they actually knew that? I mean, do you think the judge knew it? I mean, why well, the did the judge, judge let it happen if the judge was know. a good person? You'd have to know. The judge, the judge is, I just learned this a few hours ago, the judge is 
um, Governor Jan, Jan Brewer appointed, which I thought Jan Brewer was on our team. She's not, unfortunately. So, so the judge. So what happens said, after this? What happens after this? Where, where appeal, does this appeal? It's it's which, whatever the decision is, we're going to go to appeal. But and, you and, have to get this done by January second, don't you? Um, she gets uh, sworn in the Thursday before I might. They they were supposed to have my results today on the recount, and Secretary Hobbs said she needs another week. Just she needs another week. <sighs> Another what did I say about all bets being off? I don't want to live in a country that's run by communists, and I certainly as hell, sir as hell, don't want to have the FBI, DNI, DHS, CIA, everyone having access to all my money. I, I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to tell you, all those agencies, that's who's running the show. That's oh, why we have problem with our elections. They control the elections in other countries. They drop off. The, I just learned this within the last week. When we control elections in other countries, we drop off drop boxes with, the, with them pre-filled because we don't even trust that the citizens of those countries know not to vote for the dictator. So I get it. We're trying to do good. We're trying to overthrow dictator, dictators. But at the same time, we're controlling our elections in our own country. And it is just so wrong. Anyway, I, I you guys, <laughs> I have so much to say, but I know we all want to contribute. Well, I have I have uh, ashes. I got to fix up what's going on. Um, but so and I forgot that she was in that Macias was in the courtroom earlier. Why did the judge let him go to another room? He said yeah, that, that he no wanted sense. to be able to see the person that he was responding to, which was the biggest fallacy because he was looking down to the lower the lower side of his corner and he was clearly reading. But he said he was just on on the teams. And then when they uh, they popped up um, exhibits, he was looking to the lower hand of the opposite side of the screen so something was just really wrong he was definitely reading i mean we all recorded it you can go back and watch it and so does he wear glasses no he wasn't he was not wearing the, glasses Damn. and and the issue is um well brian blem brought it up twice and then the judge is like hey you just took a minute and your minute and a half of your time to you know challenge him on whether or not he's reading and Ryan said he wasn't. So um, I don't know, isn't it? If you lie under oath, isn't that perjury? Can't we get Ryan on perjury? On the spot. On the spot. And if people were feeding him answers, that's a crime too. That's that's uh, witness it's only, tampering. That's, it's witness it's tampering only crime if somebody's if feeding him. So let's get an expert to prove out that he was reading. Todd, go ahead on the witness tampering. There needs to be someone to prove that out. Yeah, so if if he's reading from something as a witness on the stand, uh, both counsel, uh, both counsel teams are supposed to have access to that because that then becomes evidence, and anything that's read in court is uh, as a matter of evidence. You have to you, you saw them do that anytime they they brought a scrap of paper in, they you know the other side gets a chance to object to it, and it, you know it gets entered into evidence. But if somebody is telling him what to say. While he's on the stand, that falls under uh, witness tampering. It, these are it's a, it's a serious crime. And then if he says no, I'm not reading. Yeah, that you're right. That's that's perjury. You swear to tell the truth and nothing. But how about, right? do you catch him if you why why didn't they send someone room to room to find out where he was? I didn't know he was in the courtroom. That's absolutely ridiculous. I can't I can't fathom a scenario where. A judge allows somebody to testify for his court, but not in the courtroom. But he's, I, I don't know, he's, he's, you know, down the hall in a, in a broom closet reading off a tablet. That's absolutely ridiculous. It, it almost seems like judicial malpractice. But, I mean, hey, we've never seen that in Colorado either, have we? Well, look, I think that we're at a place right now where the gig's up. I, I can tell you right now, the gig's up for me. The gig's up for me. Like I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm all in for going back to Phoenix. I'm all in for evicting these people. And and I and look, you you want to talk about nonviolent? I'm telling you, it's nonviolent. But violence begets violence. 
don't put your hands on me. You guys get out. You were None of you were duly elected, not in this state or any other state. You used a fraudulent system in order to overtake our government, and it's not of the people for the people. If it was of the people for the people by the people, how many people want to send billions of dollars overseas when we can't even feed families here? Tell me. Well, for, for what it's worth, Joe, that billions that goes over to Ukraine apparently comes back to the United States by way of donations to the Democrats. So at least there's there's that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is actually going to Americans. In a I think it way. goes to Republicans, too. But yeah, yeah to the rhinos. It's both such. Yep. Okay, so, so Tig, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. You served... As a U.S. Marine, you weren't even a Marine when you stood up and risked your life to stand up for other Americans that you didn't know jack shit about, did you? Mm, yep. And you did it anyway. Of course. So how do you feel now? How do you feel now about the sacrifice that you put in that you were willing to make with sacrifice of losing your life, knowing that these people are literally using the establishment, the apparatus against your brothers and sisters that are serving today? Yeah, it's a complete disgrace. I mean, it really is. It's, it's, um, they're trampling on everyone that's ever fought for freedom. That's what they're doing. I mean, they're pretty much, they're pissing on the graves of the World War One, World War Two veterans. Um, you know, try to suppress. It, it's, it's disgusting what's going on. I mean, again, I don't care what everybody says. I mean, yeah, the FBI going against the sitting president, you know, trying to, to silence his, his, his Twitter, uh, his, his political, um, it's just astounding that it's still happening. No, I, like, I, I don't think anybody, anything, no, I don't think anything's going to happen. Just like the court case. I don't think anything's going to happen. If they, they found a video that just, I don't know, it just showed complete fraud. It wouldn't happen. Anybody, in my opinion, just the way our system is. Can I, we don't can have I a jump in? Can you guys we hear have me? a legal system. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, so I'm not down on the judge. Uh, I've watched, Apollo and I have watched every second of this. <laughs> and we've uh, been doing real time analysis. Liz, I'm sure you've watched every second of this as well. Uh, the The judge, I think, has been consistent and has been um, both lenient with and critical of both sides. Um, so I don't see bias in the judge. I also think it's important to remember that what the this and this came up several times during the proceedings that they are allowed to present if he allows it into evidence, they can present whether the other side really objects or not. He's allowed most of it to be played, to be spoken, the witness to go ahead. He is going to determine what weighting he gives each piece of evidence when making his decision. So that's really important when you look at like Ryan Macias, right? Because Ryan Macias was allowed to sit there and read off of a screen. The judge asked him point blank, are you reading? The second time that they objected, he said, are you reading? And Ryan said, no, I'm not reading any documents. I have teams up. He was obviously reading. You could see, as Liz said, when he was looking to get his statement, he looked down into from my screen down into the right. When he was looking at exhibits, he looked down into the left. So he he was obvious. So he lied. And anybody with eyes could see that he was reading. It was all over Twitter. It was definitely all over our chat. Uh, you know, that was that was obvious. And it was obvious that that he point blank lied to the judge. Okay, but how um, do you, so how do you how do you that, prove that though? How do you and and here look, I'm 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 uh-huh. done with conjecture. I'm done with here's what I'm done with. I'm I'm done with the judge. I was a negotiator for six and a half years. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm going to disagree with you what you say about the judge, because the judge literally tried to make himself look as middle of the road as possible. And every single time that you do that, every single time he should have called out Macias for Macias for 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 reading. He's not a dummy. This judge is not. It's not his first day on the job. Right, but he didn't. He said, "I oh, he said he's not. He's not reading. Right, he's not reading from it." I'm, I'm looking at a clip on on Twitter right now. Everybody's like, "He's reading." Let's take a poll. Is he reading? A hundred percent. He's reading. This judge should have known that, and it just shows you the kangaroo court that we're in. I think uh, in the, the judge of. did know it. 
I think that what I'm saying is I think the judge did know that. I think he allowed all of the evidence to come in. And I'd be very surprised if it doesn't come up at least a little bit in his decision. Because it is, again, about waiting. But it, and when you say, how do you determine that? It's the judge's discretion. The judge determines, the magistrate determines what waiting he is going to give each testimony, each piece of evidence. So as someone who watched every second of this for the past two days, I'm not down on the judge at this point. I haven't seen anything to make me down on the judge. The other thing I wanted to do, if, if you guys are cool with it, is just go back to the key points of fact that are in the case. Um, versus what the the defense was. Can I can I pause you for, for one audience. sec, just real quick? Sure. I think we still have Holly on the phone. I just want to see if she's still there. Holly, are you still there? Yes, no. Holly. Holly. Okay, no. Bueller. Go ahead, uh. Okay, so the the key points of evidence that the plaintiffs brought up. 19-inch ballots, 19-inch ballot images on 20-inch sheet of paper. During yesterday's testimony, their witness said, absolutely not, can't happen. Didn't happen. Then Clay Preet came up and said, hey, look, this is what I found. 19-inch images. I measured them with a ruler. The other observer also measured them with a ruler. 19-inch ballots on 20-inch paper. And then they came in today and said, oh, well, that's the shrink to fit that Liddy mentioned the shrink to fit yesterday, but they dug into that today as though that's a known thing. And you could hear it with Macias's testimony later after Jarrett Macias was talking about shrink to fit in a shorthand as if that's been there all along. Right. Again, the judge is not stupid. He's taking all of this evidence into account. So CanCon broke and Apollo, I know you have this image. I don't know if you can throw it up, but CanCon broke the image of the ballot side by side where you can see the misalignment of the timing marks. Now they're saying it's shrink to fit. Now, when they said it was shrink to fit, they said they found that in three precincts. They didn't say that until today. They didn't say it when they allegedly found it, according to their testimony a couple of days after the election, which is what Jarrett testified to. They didn't say it yesterday. They said it today to dispute Clay Perique's testimony. The judge understands that he can see it. So, you know, if you're looking at this ballot image for the audience, if you haven't seen this before, look at the very top and the very bottom, you can see the timing marks uh -huh. are misaligned. So the ballot image itself looks right. If you're not, you know, a trained if you're not trained to look for this issue, you'd think everything was fine and those two ballots were the same. It's not until you look in and you see, oh, there is an alignment there. Now, when they said it, they said we found it in three precincts. Clay Preak found it in all six randomly selected uh, voting centers. I said precincts, um, voting centers. So there are several, they spent their, um, their redirect today with Jared basically going through why is it that it that it seems like you lied yesterday, <laughs> right? Like, why did why why did you lie yesterday when when you really didn't lie, but it appears to be a lie to anybody who's paying attention? They said now. Then the, this is the second thing that um, Kurt brought up in his closing is that they're performing a root cause analysis, right? Now the election was November eighth. It's December twenty second. And they're calling this election, but they said they still haven't determined what the issue was. But, oh, by the way, this happened in the three prior elections. So we know what the issue is, but we're still performing a root cause analysis. That okay. was their testimony. So, so, like, that's so, what they said. So let me be devil's advocate. And then I want to hear from you, Liz, if we can. Okay. Here's devil's advocate. None of that matters because the things that I did get out of the cases I watched during the course of the day, and look, I'm going to be a pessimist. I was a pessimist when I told you that Carrie Lake cannot be elected, that Blake Masters will not be elected, that Mark Finch will not be elected. I told everyone what was going to happen on election night. I was on there with CanCon. They will not allow them to be elected, period, end stop. Okay? That, that change, that change... That, that, that idea has not changed. The fact that the defense attorney is using the same dog whistles, and I'm going to tell you what the three dog whistles are, misinformation, disinformation, and conspiracy theorists. Those were said probably a total of 100 times over the course of the last two days. Okay, Not just in closing, but in the last two days. The fact that they are setting it up with those terms allows for journalists to prop up 
what the judge is going to most definitely do. And that is say, look, there was problems in the election, but the, the, it's moot. There's nothing we can do about it. There is no constitutional amendment or anything in the state constitution that would allow for us to do another election. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're not going to like what I'm saying here. Okay. Nobody's going to like it. And then they're going to say, so I'm dismissing or I'm dismissing the case or I'm finding in, in uh, favor of the defendant. And it's going to go to the appeals court. The appeals court's going to turn it down. It's going to go to the next appeals court, which is the, the Arizona Supreme Court. And one of two things is going to happen. They're going to call to hear it or they're going to call to not hear it, which will then place this at the next level, which would be the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court at that point will say it is moot because by that time, Katie Hobbs will have already been sworn into office. You want to know what the process is? That's the process. And they cannot afford, they can't afford it. That's why they lie. They lie about everything. But they're setting it up now for what they're going to do in the future to make sure that Carrie Lake does not become the governor of Arizona. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. There's Liz, can precedent. I just ask one clarifying? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. So I was just going to ask, when you say they, do you think the judge is part of they? I think the judge doesn't have, I, I think the judge does not have the personal constitution to do the right thing. I think the judge is probably smart enough to see it, but one of two things is a problem. One, if you think that judges make a decision when they go back in their office, if you think they make a decision off reading all the stuff and not getting on the phone and being influenced and people walking through the door and talking about, hey, the country club over here, let me explain something to you. Everything is done behind closed doors. All decisions are made by someone else. And if you don't believe that, I had a friend, federal court, I happen to know someone that worked for the judge. This is a true story. This judge? Di- no, different one. Oh. I should not have been able to influence or have any effect on that case. But guess what? I did. I did. It's years ago. I should never have had the ability to do what happened in that case. Now, did I tamper? No, I didn't. But I'm telling you that everything happens behind closed doors. And if you think it doesn't, that's, that's, you know, I know that they're trying to figure out, Joe, how do you know the things that you know? Well, I'm not an idiot. I'm clairvoyant. I want to I maintain that. But the other side is, is that you, you, there is no trust to be put in the judiciary. The judiciary is as fake as the assassination of JFK. Period. Now, I just put it out there. You can think I'm wrong, and you can say, Joe, you're a dud. I w- the, the night that I was on this, this panel with CanCon and others, they all said to me, Joe, you're wrong. You're going to win. You're going to win. I'm like, none of them are going to win. Not one of them is going to win, and here's why. And I drew it out beforehand. Apollo, did we not talk about it? I'm lying. I'm dying. Yeah, we did. And I said, here's why that won't happen. 
And when you had the 48% of the precincts that went down, which turned out to be 60%, I said, it is, is the, the game's already cooked. It's done. There's opportunity and chaos, and it favors the op. It does not favor the people. And that is what we face right now is an op. We face chaos. It's like the little card game that you have. Same as they did in the 2020 election with President Trump. And by the way, they stole probably 800 to 1,000 elections across the United States in 2020, and they just increased that to like 3,000 in, in 2022. They're not playing. They're fixing everything. Liz, what do you got? I think you're right, Joe. All right. So the reason they can't have a figure like Carrie Lake win is because it's about the business. It's about the Mexican cartels. It's about the mafias throughout, not just our country, but throughout the world. And when you have candidates like Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, Abe Hamaday, um, President Trump, when you when they win and they're going to put their foot down on this stuff, you literally are taking business away. And I'm not talking about, you know, marginally affecting the cartel's business. I'm talking about drastically affecting their business. So unfortunately, we have government agencies. And if you just watch enough of these movies, I mean, there's this great movie on you know JFK to 9-11, and I know the whole thing is not factual, but there's enough facts in there. If you listen to it and you really pay attention, our government has been behind so many nefarious things that have happened throughout the history of the United States, and people are awake to it right now. And to think that our government is not going to control elections, to continue to control we the people, you've got another thing coming. Now, when it comes to the judges, what I am learning is that there is a significant number of judges in Arizona that are bribed. There is information that's gonna be coming out on this. Um, I will not be the one presenting it. It's not my deal, but we have to pay attention to when people come forward with this information because we don't have an outlet except our conservative alternative media channels like this. We can't get this information out on even Facebook or Meta or YouTube. We're confined to preaching to the choir and it's extremely frustrating and yeah, this thing is gonna drag on. I mean, here's where I think the judge might be nice. He may not sanction Carrie Lake like the last judge did. You know, that'll be the compromise. Um, I know Tracy Beans is um, bullish on this, which is exciting. But again, even if we win, it's gonna go to appeal. And then we're, we're this is just gonna drag on for months. And um, right now, I am still the winner. It could change next week, but I am going to have to serve with some legislators who think like me, but the number of legislators who think like me in, in terms of what needs to be done to clean up the elections, we're in the minority. We're not in the majority. So like even my, you know, my like, oh my goodness, I, I may have won my race. I'm gonna go and do amazing things. My hands are tied because I have fellow Republican legislators who are in denial, or maybe they're in on it, one or the other. And then I've got Katie Hobbs as a governor who will veto any decent piece of election integrity legislation. Thank you. No, you're, you're right. And Liz, I said before, we need to all get in the gap. Did you know, I heard this today, by the way, Liz, you're, you're not going to believe this. Somebody called me and said, Joe, do you know how Charlie Kurt said not to go out there and Carrie Lake's office said not to go out to the protests? And there were people by the droves that were getting ready to go out. And everybody at the same time came out with a unified message saying, don't go out there. It's, it's, it's a trap, January 6th. Did you know that they had a meeting with like 25 of them so that they would all come out at the same time so that nobody would actually come to the protest in Arizona? Wow. Did you know that? I did not know that. Did you know that included actually reaching out to J.P. Sears to make sure that he did not uh, participate or get too uh, wrapped up in it? Oh, I have. And I have a recording. I have a recording. I have a recording. So I'm telling you, I'm so angry right now. I'm angry because they don't give a crap about the people. They don't give a crap. They give zero craps about, about their the own people. money. And, and the, fact that, the fact that this kangaroo thing went on for two days, it was really simple. I, I, here's what I've done. 
Here are the five things that happened. Here are the th- here's the evidence that it happened. There's nothing. To, okay, you don't dispute it. Okay, you can't dispute it. Okay, I w- I want a uh, I want a summary judgment. I would I would have told the judge right then. I want a summary judgment. They did not say that any of this was not true. Matter of fact, they said it was true. Your Honor, I want a summary judgment right now on those facts. That's what I would have done. Because it's you can actually do that. That's a factual thing. They didn't. Go ahead, Tig. Sorry. <sighs> no, it's it's. I don't think there's another reason why I don't think anything's going to change because of the other uh, three-letter agencies that are going to be involved. They're not going to want to let the corruption actually come out and be exposed. And if they flip this or they want to change it, it's going to show that there's mass fraud election across the country. It's going to prove it. So they ain't going to let it happen. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www. AugustaPreciousMetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Yeah, we had a $1.7 trillion bill, right? That just went through. Mm-hmm. Did you read the stuff that's in it? $335 billion for what? A pandemic that hasn't happened yet? Yeah, influenza, testing, surveillance. And that's just the, that's just the, or it was million, $338 million. They did pay get a pay increase. Too. What was it like 6%, 7%? I thought it was 4.2, but I could be wrong about that. I'm just Todd. for the record. And combating in misinformation, right? Getting Nobody's getting raises nope. in the prior in the private sector. That's all frozen, but the government is taking 4.2%. So we get to pay for that as well as not in the private sector, uh, you know, having our wages increase. They're now actually going to go down because they're taxing us into oblivion. It's absolutely, this bill is taxation without representation, 100%. And um, I thought that that was one thing about Kurt's closing when he talked, when he talked about um, both the case in Wisconsin, as well as jo- the John Adams quote, that if you steal elections, you do not have the consent of the governed, right? I mean, I'm summarizing, that wasn't the quote, but if you, you're, you're, the people are not conferring their consent in a stolen election, you've, you've stole, you've fabricated consent. And that's, we're seeing what we're seeing with this bill is the result of fabricated consent. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants that that guy in a in a green sweatsuit to come and tell everybody that us allowing our politicians to launder money through his nation is good for us. It's an investment. Don't think of it as charity. Think of it as a, as an investment. We're being gaslit all over mm-hmm. the place. And um, I gotta say, I just want to correct the record because if the shoe was on the other foot, Joe, you definitely would do this. Since before Carrie Lake's primary. I have said they are going to let her win the primary so they can throw out the injunction against the machines. It was always about the injunction against the machines. They have to keep the machines because they cannot do this without the machines. And like all of you guys have said, there's no way they can withstand the investigations or the actions that Carrie Lake would take as governor. There's no way that they could let her win. Um, We were arguing about this on the air with lots of people uh, election day because I always maintain there's no way that she could win. So the fact that I'm not down on the judge right now does not mean that I've all of a sudden gotten some level of hopium. It's that I watch this and I don't see bias in the judge. I don't see it. I don't see cause to think that the judge is going to be a coward in this. I think he allowed the court to hear the case. The federal judge who heard Carrie Lick's case, that was not televised, but I sat through every minute of it. 
you could say the same thing about him. He seemed very fair and he had an IT background. So I thought I was very excited. I thought it was a slam dunk. And no. but I, I just believe it's not just yeah. the judges, it's the attorneys, it's the bar association and the judges, especially in the state of Arizona, their arms are being twisted. And I don't have the data yet, but when we get the data, we need to expose why these people are making the decisions they are. From judge to dog, dog catcher. I don't even know if we have one of those in Arizona. But we absolutely have to expose why they're doing what they're doing to the American people. But you see, you see, I went through legislator training. I have legislator immunity once I'm sworn in. So, you know, if it's uh, if it's an extreme DUI, they can come after me. But if I have, you know, if I have a minor a criminal thing, they literally will wait until you're out of office. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, Liz. I just I, I, I and certainly with. I think one of the in the injunction case, I think one of the um, the fatal flaws in the case was that they didn't explicitly bring it for the primary. They said it after the fact. Oh, yeah. When the judge asked the question, is this just for the general or is it for the primary also? Um, or he, I think the judge asked, why are you not bringing this for the primary? Right. And they said, oh, well, we are. But we recognize it will be hard to change path. I think that was a fatal flaw because it allowed them that. Um, you know, that crack in the case to be able to uh, say, oh, well, we can't do it. So, so I, wanna... I agree with everything you said. I just haven't seen it with this judge. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. You're not going to either. You're not going to. See, they, they've, they've, they, they don't have to do anything to look like anything on the outside. That's why authenticity bothers them so much. That's why people are speaking up against lies, like that, that a man can be a woman and a woman could be a man, right? And I use that because that lie by, by itself is the foundation for every lie that follows. They force you to call him a her. But that's a lie. I, I mean, I have to lie for them too. And, and you'd say they're not, they're not related. It's all related. Because they have lied downstream about everything and used the same dog whistles at every front. Misinformation, disinformation, misinformation, disinformation. They, they had quality groups they were running this by. Misinformation, disinformation, misinformation. They stick to their talking points because this is an organized crime group. It's organized crime. It's, it, it, it is a coup. And they've been training for this for a long time. They needed chaos for this to exist. And for this to happen. And the only way that we get through this, the only way, I'm going to tell you right now, the only way we get through this is for the, whatever it is, four, five, six thousand people, eight, well, let's see, seven, what, 20,000 people watching live right now, 18,000 people, 20,000, I don't know how many it is because I can't see the stuff on the, on the uh, analytics on Frank's speech, but is for them to become ambassadors of truth, is for them to be the ones to throw Push. the tea in the water. It's for them to decide that there's no, uh, there's no one else coming. There's, there's no judge. There's no police officer. There's no fireman. There's no politician. No one person in this country can save this country except for the people of this country. Short of that, we are screwed. You know, I, I went to the bank earlier. I'm still one of these people. I go to the bank and actually touch everything, you know, deposit everything. Anyway. And I was really excited because I thought the seller and the, the customer before me were talking about the, the Carrie Lake case, and they weren't. They were talking about the World Cup soccer tournament. You know, you know what I'm saying? There are so many people that don't know any of what we're talking about. And they distract us with the sports and the soap operas and and the uh, that stupid stupid Johnny Depp case and that and Netflix. There are just so many people that don't think that there's anything wrong right now, and it breaks my heart. And I think that's what we're up against. So, Joe, the term I use is a cue ball. If everyone, if every one of the pe people watching right now can be a cue ball, like when you play billards and really affect and explain to other people what's happening. But do it with sincerity, authenticity, make sure you have the facts and explain to them what's happening. 
show them videos, make friends with them, invite them over to dinner, because it's going to be a hard nut to crack with a lot of people, the people we call normies. They just, they want to live their lives of, you know, who's going to, you know, who's going to win the, the stupid court case. I, I'm just telling you that people, their, their minds are not in the right place. No, you're absolutely right. And I, and I think that they're defeated and they're defeated because you got the Charlie Kirk's going this Amfest deal and everybody gets out there and they're like, raw, but you know what it was? It's getting people back into the cattle guards. Back yep. So the cattle at, at Amfest, they talked about, I brought a friend and at Amfest, they talked about voting early. Um, they didn't talk about uh, ballot <laughs> harvesting there, but I did go to Charlie Kirk's fundraiser at the beginning oh, of the of month. Course. Well, let me just say, I'm very grateful. I go every year. They raised $24 million in one hour, and they did have a session for their, I'm probably never going to go again after I tell you this, but they had a session in a room full of about two, 300 investors, and they talked to the investors about the value of ballot harvesting. Actually, Charlie even had a video made on it on why we need to ballot harvest better. And I pulled out, you know, I followed that Rob or Roy McCoy guy, who's the pastor for Turning Point. He seems to have some kind of involvement. I, I followed him out of the room and I said, okay, so his point is that the ballot har harvesting at the church level where it's legal in California work for them. I said, but don't you understand there are mo many steps ahead of us it worked in 2022 it's not going to work in 2024 in arizona ballot harvesting isn't legal and and he said are you going to discredit what i've done and i'm like no i'm not discrediting it the mccoy guy yeah i'll discredit it i think they're all crap bags raised 24 million dollars they can buy go buy a new plane you know what here here's what i got fuck you charlie kirk that's what i got for you fuck you and fuck but, all the rest but, of you guys that seem to think that it's okay to, to, to destroy the American people and tell them you're just, you didn't vote hard enough. Vote harder. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medicare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medicare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Vote harder. Ballot harvest. Cheat. But Charlie's messaging is good. No, you can't, you cannot, you cannot out no, vote a machine. Not, I mean the messaging when he goes on to the college campus. Do you understand okay. what I'm, I have a really hard, like I have a hard time. I'm upset with Charlie and I should be able to text him right now that I'm upset with him, but I don't want to be on their bad side. And you know what? I don't care because at the end of the day, I know that they took 24 million people. And look, I, I have guys that I'm talking to now where I'm like, look, if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, you are going to lose. You're going yep. to lose. The strategy of using Charlie Kirk's strategy or PragerU that they're the smartest people in the room, they are not the smartest people in the room. They are talking heads. They do not have a strategy that will win. It does not win. It's not a win. It, so. Who else do we have at the high school campuses and the college campuses talking about free market enterprise, talking okay. about conservative principles? I Nobody. agree with you. I agree with you. But here's here's what here's what that is. Okay, that is the end of the rope, and you hope that those kids can hold on. <laughs> you understand? You're developing you're developing hope at the very end of the rope. This is why people don't understand strategies to take over countries. They don't understand 
you know, why propaganda is so dangerous, the fact that the FBI and DHS and DNI did what they did at the levels at the social media. And we haven't even started talking about Meta yet. I mean, Meta, they employ ex-CIA, ex-FBI agents that literally still work for them as intelligence analysts at their environment. They do that now. So we we have got, but they don't want to have anyone else in the room that does not have the same opinion as them. What they just said to you is, are you going to discredit what I just said? You want to know why? Enemy, friend. I get to choose. I get to choose. They are the arbiters of reality. Not reality. Reality doesn't matter. So they become no better than who? They become no better than the people that we're fighting against. And they are one of two things. They are either so filled with hubris and so filled with uh, the, the fact that they are the smartest people in the room. They're not willing to analyze. They don't have analysts. They don't have people that are literally doing the math. They don't have people that are war rooming. They don't have any of that. What they have is a marketing front. It's like a big marketing engine. And they, you know, I need to buy a new engine. I need $24 million. <laughs> and, and when I talk to my friends that are bazillionaires, they're like, Joe. And I go, listen. They're like, Joe, you, you gotta, you, we, gotta, we gotta win in steps. And I go, there's no more steps left, guys. The only two steps left are the steps into to the abyss. That's it. There's no water. There's no soft landing. It's you. It's it ends you. If you continue to do this thing where they keep lying to you, Liz, if we stand together, if we stand together and say, listen, you cannot outvote a machine. You can't do it. You can't outvote them. You can't get one step ahead of them. You have to get. You have to literally strip them of the front of the rope. Because the back uh-huh. of the rope, those kids have to figure out. They have to figure out how to climb the rope. But they're not being taught how to climb the rope, Liz. They're being ta- taught how to hold on to the rope. They're being taught how to, that these are ideas that you need to carry forward. But then those ideas are carried forward and they run into the same roadblocks, only they don't know how to fight. They haven't been taught to fight. They're being taught to be marshmallows. And so we... We keep depending on an organization to rise up a, a youth, rise up the youth with the ability to make decisions that they become the new leaders, but they've already decided who the leaders are. And we're not doing the right thing. And this is not an attack against you, Liz. I think you're amazing. You stood up when no one else did. You were out there, no one else was. But my frustration towards Charlie Kirk and using a vulgarity towards him is because I'm not a dummy. I didn't make up the things, and I didn't make up all the stuff that I I learned about the machines, and neither did the 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 people that have signed affidavits that say, this is the fraud that is going on in the machines, inside of the mail-in ballots, right? Those were all discredited. So nothing that we do at the bottom of the rope is going to help. If we don't cut the road at the top, you have no hope for this country. And again, I'm I'm Debbie Downer. We've got uh, the professional This is reality. Yeah. David, are you there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm here, brother. I'm just listening. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I know Liz is right. <laughs> that you shouldn't attack him, but I'm the, I'm the non-PC person. <laughs> well, the reason I said that I, you know, I brought my friend to go to AmpFest, so we, I brought him on the last day. And we just looked at each other and we're like, can you believe what we're hearing about let's vote earlier and make sure people get out and early vote? And, and you know, on the last day of the Charlie Kirk event, there, there's only about 4,000 people left. But on days one, two and three, we had an auditorium that fit slightly under 11,000 and it was full most of those days. Um, but, you know, for, for people like us who go to this you see the energy and the excitement of 11,000 people. And I mean, and the other thing I don't understand, like Charlie, who did he have there? He had all these Fox people there. Like, aren't we like a little questioning? Aren't we like questioning Fox right now? You know, because Fox does not do enough talking about election integrity. And when I saw Pete Hexeth, I said, how come you don't talk more about election integrity? And he said to me, that's another story. Like, like I understood his hands were tied, Um, you know, but anyway. So Charlie, as you know, he had Carlson, he had um, Ingram, a bunch of Fox people. Um, And anyway, 
Yeah, and a bunch of fax people. Connection. What and and Charlie. The way I learned about Charlie four or five years ago was because I saw him on Fox. So what's the connection there? I recently heard that he's a relative of Peter Thiel. Now I need someone to confirm that. Um, but also Charlie's father was President Donald Trump's architecture way back in the day. So, you know, and then Turning Point was founded by two men. They're both they both died in the last two years. One was Bill Montgomery and the other was Foster Fries. What you know, well, Foster Fries is one of the one of the most amazing men that I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm going to tell okay. you, that he is he has championed more things for kids in the inner city to get the ability to go to a private school education at a young age, go up through it so that they don't have poor education so they can get an opportunity. So he is, he is one of, of, it was, it was him. It was, um, uh, there are several people that I look up to. He's one of them. And he's one of the people that literally has given everything he had. Um, well, that's part of Charlie's seed money. Yeah. So Todd, I want to ask you, I want to go back a little bit just because I, I have a feeling you've probably seen a few of these situations. Uh, and I, I kind of want to cue this up for David as well. When, uh, you know, Macias is in the other room after he asked to be let into another room and then he acts as he did, he gets called out and he's not brought back in, which should be very, very simple. It doesn't make sense in the first place. Um, and I, I know we've already talked about the judge a little bit. Uh, and generally, I agree with most, uh, you know, everything that we've said so far. But, um, I mean, from your perspective, you know, in, in law enforcement, the last couple of testimonies, what does that look like to you in, in terms of actually, you know, the evidence of the case? Because the, the public opinion is going to be very different. And I know it clearly is. But what we saw in court you know, the last couple of days? Well, so I'll uh, qualify this because this is a civil case. It's, it's not criminal, but in, in any, in any courtroom and um, I'll defer to the, uh, to the professor who's on the line here, but in, in any courtroom, the judge is basically the God of that courtroom. He's like the, you know, captain, a captain of a ship on the high seas, whatever he says goes. So he, he runs that how he wants. Um, but with the, uh, the the sense that I kind of got of, I'll just talk about the the closing arguments. So um, Hobbs's uh, team, their closing arguments. What it kind of felt like to me was, yeah, we totally cheated, but you didn't quite get it exactly right how we cheated, so you can't prove it. But it's a civil case, and it's preponderance of the evidence. So it's not, you know, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So it's a much lower standard uh, for the judge to rule on. And something Ash said earlier uh, reminded me of, of, of a very important fact in this, and that's it, it's true. The, uh, the judge is the only one considering this. So he didn't have to protect a jury or give instructions to a jury to disregard that last. So there's no contaminating of, a, of a, the variable of jurors it's only the judge. The judge can can consider what he uh, what he thinks uh, is more valuable, and not consider what he thinks is 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 less valuable or, or useless. So that's you know those are important points. Um, also, not to take this as it could be hopium or just even more pessimism. Um, if they try to come back and say there's no, you know, this is unprecedented that uh, there's no. Uh, model or or example for overruling an election that's that's absolutely not true in in Arizona um, the Liz might remember who Arizona's first governor was for the state uh, hunt George hunt that uh, the, his his tomb is out there by uh, Papago Park that pyramid so he a, an election I believe it was his re-election was called for his opponent. He took it to court, went all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court. The Arizona Supreme Court ruled in his favor, overturned the election. I believe it was about a year after the guy, his opponent, had taken office. His, his opponent had been in office for at least several months. And 
the there was no redo of the of the election. There was just nope. George won. He's the governor. Put him in, and his of uh, the opponent who was falsely, mistakenly, fraudulently, however you want to color that, uh, put into office was removed from office and ordered to pay back the salary that he had been erroneously play, paid for the time that he was in office. So can I tell you something? Since that time, Please. their state constitution has changed. It has been amended. And I was just having conversations with lawyers about this earlier today, and I was so angry about it, of how they thought it was going to go as well. <laughs> and they, you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. But I think by the time we get through this, this roller coaster, the outcome is going to be the same. They're going to do everything they no, can I, to make I, sure. Yeah, you're 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 right, Joe. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. The 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 ship has sailed for the for any hope of retrieving um, our government, whether it be in Arizona or in Colorado or in New York, California, wherever, and even the, at, at the federal level too. It's it's not there is no political solution to this. There is legal solution anymore. The judiciary has has. Uh, abandoned has abdicated its role in this every case that we've brought here in colorado as regards elections from the state level to local county levels the the judges have essentially abdicated their role as the the arbiters of of what justice should be and their the default analysis of their rulings of their abdication i would i should say is you can only read it as what we're saying is that whatever the executive branch says is the way to conduct an election. That's that's how it is. the 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 executive is the uh, the sole uh, arbiter of an election. They have plenary authority for elections, and whatever they say the results are, those are the results, regardless of how they came by those results. So, sit down, be quiet, go away. I think that's the case. David, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on this, Clements. And I'm sorry hey, for my, my colorful language. I want to apologize to everyone for my colorful language. Please forgive me. And Charlie Kirk, forgive me, too, for my lashing out at you. Um, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry because you guys planned to not have people show up in Arizona because you didn't want the people to be out there. You said you have it handled. Then you go and raise $25 million dollars and or $24 million and that, that bothers me. So I just want to, it, it bothers me because of, of the fact you guys don't work the problem, but go ahead, David, please tell us what you think. Yeah. Well, just to kind of follow up on what you're saying, you know, I, I want people to, to focus on what it would be like if you're the judge uh, ruling on the evidence that you've heard today with no one protesting versus 100,000 people outside the courthouse. Um, it would be a completely different uh, sobriety and, and care being taken by the judge. But because the judge knows that the people of Arizona would rather pack into an air-conditioned building for AMFEST instead of stand outside and protest immediately after the election, you don't have the same righteous indignation that you, you would. And the judge is, is tracking that, just like every judge would be tracking that. So I, I think the telling people to stand down was a fatal error because you're basically removing the leverage that you would want to make sure that these judges take us seriously. And so we see rulings that make no sense to me, where you're, you're basically dismissing most of the counts. You're restricting how many ballots you can access. Um, you've got limitations on the types of questions you can ask you. There's, there's dickering over which witnesses will testify and whether uh, subpoenas would be withdrawn. And so uh, yesterday what I said is that this feels a lot like the Maricopa audit. There was a lot of good information in it, but it wasn't what it was supposed to be. It felt like political theater. And when it was time to produce the results, we didn't get, as we the people, all that we signed up for. We didn't get all of the stuff that we should have been entitled to as far as evidence. Um, and the report was watered down. And I can't help but think that this two-day trial feels a lot like a watered-down trial um, where it's going to provide a little bit of uh, you know, pressure relief where all of us feel like we're, we're leaking on it. And it looks like political theater. And this isn't to, to throw any shade at Lake's legal team. I, I don't, I'm not going to hold 
um, Kurt Olson responsible for the limitations placed on their team by the judge. I love Kurt. Um, but so yeah, and I and <laughs> He's I actually, one of my favorite this, people. You know, before I got on here, I, I tried to watch uh, his cross examination of uh, witness Jarrett, and he did a really good job. But I, I can't help but think, okay, I'm I'm in the weeds. I know exactly what he's asking and why he's asking it to establish chain of custody issues. But I'm sitting there going, if I didn't know anything about this, if I'm just a person that's a lay person on the couch, can I really follow this? And I think that's one of the things that people need to be cognizant about is if you're just an average everyday American watching that trial, we as believers were on the edge of our seats because we know how important it is to, to build your record. Most of these people are like, what the hell are we talking about? 19 inches, 20 inches. And when you're in that technical gobbledygook realm and, and that the back and forth takes over an hour, you're not going to basically pierce the consciousness of the big issues, the big issues about why and how the elections were subverted. And one of the things that I'm mindful of, and I actually think that uh, uh, it might have been Liz that was talking about her frustrations at AmFest that people were talking about, let's go out and vote early. I see a similar problem where we're all talking about equipment malfunctioning, which begs the question, if they could somehow fix the malfunctioning shrink-the-fit issue and we were running elections problem solved. Well, Joe, you and I both know that's bullcrap because even if the machines weren't malfunctioning <laughs> Hold on and second. they were working without Shri- a malfunction, yeah, go ahead. designed the American people by virtue of the source code and by virtue of the cash flow records that we've reviewed. So uh, it's one of those things where we've got political theater, we're analyzing a bunch of issues that are important, chain of custody is important, malfunction is important, but what are we not talking about? We're not talking about how when the machines work and operate as designed, they are selection devices that are there to in predetermined fashion, select candidates over one another. And none of the discourse that's going on, even amongst most of the Patriot influencers, is talking about this massive issue. It's not even getting window dressing except for you know podcasts like this where you've got a system architect expert. So that, that's the missed opportunity that, we're, once again, we're not talking about how nefarious these devices are, uh, even if we didn't have the malfunctioning that was occurring. So those are my thoughts. I think your your thoughts are, are dead on. I, I do want to say this because we didn't get a chance to say it before, but uh, Alpha Warrior is on. It was it was in the the uh, comments and and had a rumble rant. So I want to I want to honor him by by at least saying that. But he says you can't outvote cheating anymore. And uh, the Alpha Warrior, I, I actually said, come on, come on, come on the show. Can never have enough people on the show. Let's go. He's so right. And if you don't know who he is, he's the one that was uh, attacked in the middle of the night, ex-law enforcement uh, by the FBI for not even going to January 6th, but just for speaking up and saying we should stand up. What I just said, we should stand up. Need to stand up. Again, taking the, I, I just tell, telling people not to go out, you just took the power away from the people. That's what you did. You took the power and gave it back back to the government. Or gave it back to technically individuals yourself. You took the power away from them. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, so Tony just said the guy said he doesn't have the report yet in regards to what happened with twenty nineteen versus twenty, but it happened in previous elections. Does he have the reports from three. previous posts? Huh? Happened in three previous elections. Happened in three previous elections yeah. and they're doing root cause analysis yeah. on it now. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Tony. <sighs> All right, whoever's up to talk next. David, I, I have a question right. for you. Um, and I know I know you may not have seen it, so if you have or I'm speaking to something on, you know, one way or the other, just you can stop me. Um, but after Macias went in there, he gave this very clearly scripted testimony. Uh, the The cross was like, a minute. I mean, they hardly crossed him. That w- that really weirded me out because that was ripe for the plaintiff's counsel to come on and destroy him. And a lot of the things he said, 
especially given that it was very clear that he couldn't actually answer questions, which partly I think speaks to something that Holly was talking about earlier, which is that uh, given his lack of background before he was placed uh, in this you know, mighty position as a supposed elections technology expert, uh, I, I don't think he can hold his own without you know, someone holding his hand. So they script his, his deal very, very clearly, specifically to debunk the major points which completely demolish uh, you know, Hobbes's, uh, you know side of the argument, their entire case. And a lot of the supposed w- expert witness testimony that they gave, including Dr. Mayer, uh, you would have laughed, Joe. That guy gave a doctor. He, he did a coomer. Uh, he said, oh, it's doctor. It's not mister. It's Dr. Meyer. Yeah. Um, but they, they just, they just like let him off. Mister. Yeah, yeah. It's like they, <laughs> they crossed him. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, okay, so Mr. Meyer. But anyways. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Like right after. A few seconds after. He goes, it's Dr. Mayer. And he's like, right, so Mr. Mayer. <laughs> uh, but I love, I'm great. so happy about that. No, 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 but but it, it was weird though because they asked him a couple questions and then all of a sudden, oh, I can't hear you. He's very, very obviously waiting for answers, and then they just let him go, and they weren't out of time, to my knowledge, unless I missed something. So I don't understand why, uh, given the absolute lies that that he went on there and read from I don't know who chatting to him on an iPad or whatever was was going on. Why why would they let him off? Is it just did they think it didn't matter? Uh, like Dr. Meyer, I could see not spending any time on cross-examination because he didn't present any information. He literally got up there and said statistics isn't real, so nothing about what uh, Barris presented is is valid, and he can't do math right. But uh, Macias really weirded me out. I'm not I'm not sure about that. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on why they might have let let him off, particularly how vulnerable he was, you know, having to respond live on the stand. That, that's, a, that's a great question, and um, I saw some screenshots about uh, you know, someone looking off and, and appearing to be very scripted during direct examination. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.